healthcare is is a busy place to be right now, right? There's high turnover, there's burnout, and it's just more fast-paced probably than than ever because of those two factors. And so doing something like an after action review might sound like you just don't have the time for it. And I would argue that it will save you so much time and maybe even bring you a little added joy to your work. Welcome back to Before Birth and Beyond, a space we're creating at the National Institute for Children's Health Quality, or NICHQ, to focus on pressing issues in maternal and child health through an equity lens of shared learning, action, and impact. I'm your host, Dominique Davis, and today we're bringing you a special episode focused on quality improvement. Joining us today are my colleagues here at NICHQ, Sandra Widland and Eliza Williamson, and we're discussing After Action Reviews, a quality improvement process that we incorporate here at NICHQ. So thank you, Sandra, for joining us today. Would you like to share a little bit about what you do here at NICHQ? My name is Sandra Widland, and I have been with the National Institute for Children's Health Quality for just about six years. I'm a project director, and we work on various different maternal and child health projects that really run the gamut as far as their focus. I do work specifically on a project right now with the Florida Children's Medical Services, and it's a learning and action network for children and youth with special health care needs. Thanks, Sandra. We're also joined today with Eliza Williamson, one of our incredible colleagues. Can you share a little bit more about what you do here at NICHQ? I'm an associate project director here at NICHQ, and I've been here just over four years, and I've had the the treat to work with Sandra for actually all of that time on the Florida project that she mentioned. And I also work on a research study here as well at NICHQ. Incredible dynamic duo here to talk about after action reviews. So we'll jump right in. Want to just touch on the purpose of an after action review and what the process really tries to achieve when we implement them. The after action reviews, I'm really excited to talk about this. We've been doing them for a little while, maybe about four years at NICHQ, and it's just, we've had great success with it. So in essence, it's a structural process of reflecting on a performance. So that performance could be a webinar, a big meeting, a big conference, It could be at the end of a project, during the middle of a project, but anytime when you and your team really want to get together and focus on what happened. And it does that by asking four main questions in a facilitated fashion. So the questions are, what did we intend to happen? What actually happened? What should we sustain about what happened? and what we can improve about what happened. It's just those four questions, but a lot comes from that. If you think about what we intended to happen versus what actually happened, rarely do those two things perfectly align. You know, in any sort of project work, like the work that we do, there are always changes to the system, changes to the circumstance, Uh, maybe a new staff person coming on, another staff person leaving, you know, there's things, things happen. 
And it's important to reflect on, on what happened and why, what you can learn from this. And this whole thing is really about being curious at the systems that exist at your organization and, and learning from what you've experienced. When I think about the secret sauce of after action reviews, to me, what really stands out is that it's facilitated by somebody outside your team. You know, typically they're about an hour long. They can be longer if you want them to, but it's facilitated by somebody else so that your whole team has an opportunity to like fully participate. The second is that before you start with those four questions, you already start off with ground rules. Those are really to provide psychological safety so that you're all sort of operating under the same conditions and really providing a certain level of trust. So for example, when you think about ground rules, you can think about whatever the team thinks that needs to exist in order to have authentic conversations. It could be that people only speak for themselves Mm -hmm. rather than for the group or that you commit not to interrupting each other. You commit to really making sure that all voices are heard in the meeting. But you think about any team, there's always some participants who are more vocal and speak more during your interactions. And the after action review is really designed so that you hear from everybody, which is so important if you wanna really, really reflect on what happened, that's an important element. So in essence, it's just an amazing tool. I hope everyone thinks about using it at the end of this podcast to really identify intended outcomes versus the actual outcomes and what you want to sustain and what you want to improve. Thank you, Sandra. I have had the pleasure of sitting in on an after action review and just recently completed facilitator training. And it's an incredible tool, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and learning more about how to create a safe space to make sure that the process is impactful was really awesome. How did we start using after action reviews at NHQ and how has that process kind of changed or grown throughout time? My colleague on a project I was working on previously had brought the idea of after action reviews to NICHQ. She had used it at a previous workplace and had great experience from it. I had shared it was actually a tool that was developed by the United States Army a while ago. And so we were writing an annual report or a final report. That project was coming to a close. And she suggested that we might learn quite a bit from conducting an after action review. So we found somebody to facilitate the conversation and went through the review and everyone thought, this is incredible. Why aren't we doing this on other projects? And so we trained a few facilitators at NICHQ, so a few staff members, volunteer to be trained. And then we started asking projects to consider doing a review of something that they felt like was important to reflect on. We just started small because we're an improvement organization and we always start small, you know, test, test things out with 
you know, one or two projects, learn from that and then refine the test a little bit, right? So we started off with looking at projects who were closing out and then began testing the after action review with projects maybe who were doing something different, who just had a big webinar, who had just implemented a new system, you know, and began to just have incredible learnings from doing this and got to the point where we brought it to the leadership of our organization and said, listen, we're really seeing a lot of learning across projects. Some projects are really experiencing similar situations, both in positive aspects and areas that, that need improvement. And can we elevate this and really implement this across the organization to make this a new sort of system at NicheQ that we do with all our projects. So now we're really looking to sustain those efforts. But again, it just started off small with one project and and grew from there, which was nice. I think that you point to the cross project connection because yeah. after action reviews often allow you to like tease out something that might seem like a really niche issue with your project mm-hmm. team or the folks who are involved. And then when the organization is able to review on a larger scale, you see some of that overlap. And then we could even see industry overlap. So it's really incredible. I know our organization can really point to some systematic changes they made because of these after action reviews. Mm. For example, we found that many projects had reported that they needed a little more onboarding time, right? Before the project started to get to build a relationship with the funder of the project or to build relationships with the participants of the project. Maybe they needed to learn if it was specifically focused on quality improvement, they might need to do sort of an assessment and see what level they know about quality improvement at their at their institution. And so that's something where now when we apply for project funding, we try to build that onboarding piece in as something that specifically came out of these after action reviews. Eliza, I know as an associate project director and on the Florida project, you have sat through plenty of after action reviews. Can you provide an example of one that went really well and what were some of the factors that contributed to its success? Yeah, we on the Florida project, we started conducting them I think actually the first one we conducted was after one of our big main events, which we call a learning session. And then we started to conduct them annually. And they often, much of what comes out of the after action review informs our annual report or our strategic plan for the next year. So we're always very mindful to set a clear goal for our time together, which allows it to be a really successful conversation still using those four key questions, but just being, there's so much going on in these projects, just being very aware of like honing in on what it is that we specifically want to talk about. For us, the after action reviews have gone well when we stick to our ground rules. The facilitator is so key, someone who's Mm -hmm. going to keep us on topic and keep us moving and make sure that everyone's voice is heard. So definitely facilitation is key. 
And then allowing everyone to give input has been really important to us. In our project, the after action reviews have allowed us to create more psychological safety within our team. And we've worked together for so long that it's hard to tell if it's the chicken or the egg. (laughs) But I do think that for teams starting out, an after action review will definitely help bring more psychological safety to that team. And I loved Sandra's example earlier about organizational change. We've seen this in our project after action reviews as well. After action reviews help us bring the perspective of looking at the whole system rather than the individual or honing in if there was a mistake made or something went awry, looking into what's behind that and looking into the system behind that and having a safe space to have those conversations. I think that's really important. And I love that you mentioned the frequency in which you conduct after action reviews, Eliza, because it being such an incredible accountability tool allows you after reflecting at the end of the year to be able to make some changes and see some growth and try to apply some of the learning. So it doesn't have to only be at the project close. It can be after the close of a smaller piece of the project so that you can apply some of the learning. Absolutely. That's a really great point. It can happen at any point in the system. And Eliza, another great point you brought up too is that it's a great way to practice focusing on systems learning and to really refrain from this idea of assigning lane. And it's it's such a structured conversation where your team can oftentimes be talking about hard things, you know, maybe a project or whatever it is that you're reflecting on didn't go the way that everyone had hoped or planned by really sort of focusing on systems learning, you can keep your team feeling supported and intact at getting to the root of of what happened and how it can be improved rather than assigning blame. Yeah. Just like you said, really important in creating that safe space, the longevity of your team and retention of your team and everybody feeling like we're all working together to achieve the same goal. We mentioned that after action reviews can be challenging because we do have to discuss some of the things that may have not gone perfectly. Do you have an example of a challenging after action review and lessons learned from that? I think we're all in agreement that they can be challenging. And I think that's exactly why we do these, right? So the after action review creates that safe space to have hard conversations and not shy away from the hard conversation and have them in a constructive way where people know that they're coming into that space that they, like we said, they're not going to be judged. They're not going to be blamed. It's like, let's figure this out together. So I can think of one specific after action review. We were sort of at a key moment between some big changes on the project and and it allowed us to put everything on the table and talk things through, look at our system, and then make some concrete recommendations for ourselves, even down to some operational changes that we wanted to make. Uh, But more importantly, we synthesized our 
thoughts all together and we're able to share some of those themes and recommendations with leadership so that we could get support in making some some needed changes for structure of the project and things like that. So I think lesson learned in all of this is not is to do annual reports after action reviews, sorry, frequently and not wait and not shy away, not shy away from the conversation and just and dive in together. And that you can really help to facilitate whatever it is that might be getting in the way sooner rather than than later, you know, and, and this is a way of coming up collectively with some answers, which is wonderful, right? To add to that point, rather than giving a specific example, something we do see happen with after action reviews is that some voices are elevated in a project more than others. Right? And this is how th- this may be the norms of that team. And, and so it does fall on the facilitator to really say, okay, we've, there's some folks that we have not had an opportunity to hear from yet. And let's really give them the floor now to share. And then it is up to that person if they then feel comfortable with like good ground rules, good facilitation to share. And hopefully that happens. As a backup, if that doesn't happen, we do send out a reflection worksheet and we send it out the week before so that you can just sort of bullet point how you feel or what you think about each of those four questions that are the sort of the guide for the after action review. It helps you get organized before this meeting. So you get to say what it is that you want to say. It's up to you if you want to turn it into the facilitator Mm -hmm. to add to them. You don't Mm -hmm. have to, but if we feel like someone hasn't just doesn't seem comfortable for whatever reason, we we add that in. And then, you know, we also might want to have a conversation with the, the, the team and saying, Hey, you know, maybe this is an area of improvement for all of you to give some equal playing time to everybody on that team. I like that you remind us about that reflection worksheet, Sandra, because I think it's, it's important and we've done a good job with this important to accommodate people's work styles and reflection styles that really nicely gets to that encouraging people to speak up during the time but giving them the chance to if they're that type of work style to think through it ahead of time or add comments maybe they go away and think of a few more things they want to add so just being accommodating in that way as well and it also helps them to not go in cold to the situation, Mm -hmm. right? It's a warm-up exercise almost like, all right, we're going to be talking about this next week. And so it helps you to capture everything that you want to capture before the conversation starts so that you're ready. Definitely. Take some of that reactivity off of the table. Sometimes find 
that if you are newer to a project, you feel like you're just waiting to react to the things that other folks, whereas your thoughts before they have been shifted or could be shifted by anything you've heard are fresh on that reflection worksheet. You can go in with just your thoughts before I've heard anything else, because sometimes you're used to reacting or waiting to react. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like folks to know about after action reviews and how they're useful as a tool? I would say that healthcare is is a busy place to be right now, right? So there's there's high turnover, there's burnout, and it's just more fast-paced probably than than ever because of those two factors. And so doing something like an after action review might sound like you just don't have the time for it. And I would argue that it will save you so much time and maybe even bring you a little added joy to your work. It saves you so much time in the sense that we gave the example that we use, it's a one hour meeting. We use that time to help pull the outline together for our annual report. And so it actually saves us a tremendous amount of time because it's a facilitated conversation. Everyone gets to speak. We get to make sure everyone's voice is heard on that report. And it helps identify problems again within the system and gives you opportunities to improve rather than just letting those things go and snowball. It actually saves a lot of time. And I also think it can bring joy because It's really nice to hear from your colleagues and their perspectives, especially the ones maybe you don't get to hear from as much. As we said previously, and as our colleague at NICHQ always says, that it's important to look back in order to leap forward. And when you look back, almost more times than not, or or maybe every time, you'll, there will be something to celebrate. There will be something within that reflection that is cause for celebration. And we don't celebrate enough. We need to celebrate more. We all work really hard and we're all working to improve health outcomes. That is like so dire, so important. And when you do have a win, you've just got to celebrate it. And this helps to really call out those wins. So well said, Sandra. And I think the only thing that I could add is just that we're really big fans of this this tool here at NicheQ. And so we've described a lot of the process and benefits. But I would say at the core, it is a, it is a pretty simple tool. And if you do it well, it can make a really big impact. And I think we all we all believe in the process. So don't be afraid just to jump in and try it out one time and start small. Check out our show notes for a copy of an after action review reflections worksheet and visit www.nichq.org forward slash podcast for more episodes of Before Birth and Beyond. Stay tuned for a preview of our next episode highlighting a NICHQ staff member and new mom, Dr. Mira Menon, in recognition of Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month. Well, the one thing I feel like I'm starting to appreciate as a parent is there's never a right answer, you know? So like everything you do, you're like, am I doing the right thing? Like there is no right thing. And it's really what's best for you and what's best for your child. 